You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome. Welcome to this. Yo, what's up, everybody? This podcast is brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. If you want to support the show, go to CasaTheRock.com. Everything is printed by your boy in-house. We got T-shirts. We got shorts. We got caps. We got, bre- we got embroidered beanies that just came in. So those things are going fast. So come get them before you can. And um, you got to bear with us. We're not Amazon. You know, it's a one-man gang with a couple of friends. So, um, you know, bear with us with all this COVID bullshit. You know, uh, things sometimes get caught up in the in the mail. But um, we got you. On, and you can follow me on Instagram at HoyerRock357. And um, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to tune in. Make sure to leave a comment and spread the word. We're on Apple Music. We're on Spotify. And we're on YouTube, but you got to make sure you subscribe or the shit don't count. Today, we got to definitely, we got an OG in, from that NOLA shit. Yo, my man, Kirk from Crowbar. Let's set this shit off. Welcome, welcome to the Smoking Word. There we go. You see? Good to go, man. Oh, good, good, you. good. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you hear me all right? Yeah, I got you good, bro. Good, good. I hear you and I see you good. Yo, man, good to see you, bro. How you been? Been good with all this craziness. Uh, you know, just trying to get along, man. You know, in the beginning, I was uh, doing guitar lessons and, you know, drinking a lot of beer, honestly. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it got kind of old, man. I've been back in the gym the last couple of weeks and eating good. Oh, I yeah. just drink on, you know, maybe the weekend or something. It just got too old, you know. So I'm actually oh yeah, just working on new material. I mean, a new crowbar record has been done since February. It was supposed to come out in September, and we just keep we just shot two videos a few weeks ago, and we just keep pushing it back further and further because we don't know what, what the fuck's going on, you know. Yeah, but you know what? That's money in the bank right there. You know what I mean? Because it's got, you know, you got, you know, little by little when the time, the timing is right. If you could sit on material now, you know what I mean? It's it's going to pick up. We just got, I'm hoping ASAP. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. um, So you're in Florida now by y'all down there. I heard they would, you were able to do gigs down there. I, I, you know, you know, it's so crazy. Like, you know, I've been out here like now seven years. First of all, how crazy it is. I'm more South than you. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Who <laughs> would think that? But um, uh, since I've been out here, I kind of like, you know, I mainly I take care of my, my sons. I lay low because usually I'm on tour. So right, when, right. When, when I'm home, you know, you come home. I, 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 it's funny. People from New York would be like, let's go to Florida because that's like the the, the cheap man's uh, Caribbean for us in right. New York. You know what I mean? You yeah, can drive to it. Yeah, it's all good. I, I stayed down there uh, with a friend of mine for about almost two months uh, when I was going through my divorce with my daughter's mom. 
I just come yeah. off tour with that one, and he lives in in the Miami, you know, beach area or whatever. So I stayed with him, and uh, it was nice. It was nice to you know to not to have some nice weather around Christmas time instead of freezing your ass off. It's definitely a rare breed down here. It ain't a normal breed, you know. That's for sure. It, they they definitely they go to it. Right? They got their own thing. But I like the the you know so what Florida has is that little bit of pirate mentality. It still is a little bit of a free for all down here, which I kind of like in a good way. Like you right, know, right. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a family guy. But yo, you know, I could have a machine gun if I want, just in case. If it makes me feel safe, <laughs> you know, I could do that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And um. What's up? So, you know, again, you probably know more than me. You heard that shows down here? I heard. Um, and, you know, uh, I mean, Jamie Joss, the manager's uh, crowbar. So um, I was talking with him, like, day before, what was it? Wednesday, I was talking to him. And um, we were just talking, you know, about, about pushing the record release back, all that kind of stuff. And he had mentioned that Florida was open for shows. I don't, I don't mean big shows, but I mean just club shows. Um, because we had a scheduled tour with Sepulter and Sacred Rite, Crowbar, and a band called After the Shock, which was supposed wow. to happen in March of this year, got pushed back to September, then it got pushed to March of 2021. Now it's pushed to March of 22. But that's Sepulter and Sacred Rite, that's a bigger, that's a live nation, like House of Blues type tour. So it's all cool. Yeah. So a band like us, we could probably do small clubs way before there'll be any Live Nation or any big bands out there, you know. I mean, we had you to go. Dude. We, we, we've done two live streams with Crowbar. We have another one coming up uh, into this month. And I did, we did a big production live stream with Down because I joined back with Down. And it, it's different, but it's still doing something. It's cool. You Hell know, yeah. Something. Are you kidding me? Fuck, I'll, still play, I'll play with anybody. Exactly. Yeah, totally, man. It's, you still get to jam. You still get to rehearse. We're mixing up the set list, learning songs, you know, we hadn't played in forever and shit like that. So it's it's fun. It's keeping me busy, uh, you know, and keeping me on the right path. You know, for the first fucking, honestly, what, March, April, May, June, July, first, like, six months, I didn't do much of anything, <laughs> you know. I mean, and it 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 sucked, but, I mean, as things opened up, my wife and I, we go out a little bit, but not really now. It's kind of back shut down, and we don't even care. I mean, she picked yeah. up a little. She 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 normally tours with us. Um, yeah, of course, Cruise. I remember. Yeah, yeah, when we played with y'all in Romania, I think it was. Uh, know, wherever, I mean, Germany, Romania, some foreign some, land. A couple of times. But um, she normally, like in the States, she tour manages also. So And she loves to tour and do that, you know, and she's great at it. But she ended up getting so bored, and of course we can use any extra money we can get. We have a, oh, a cool little restaurant, like a block from the house. I mean, it's like a thirty-second ride. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. And she started just kind of waitressing there. It's like a little seafood restaurant, and uh, hell yeah, casual. But she started, and then she thought like part time she might work, you know, two days a week. They got to work on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But you know what? It ended up being good. I do all the housework and shit while she's at work. I do the laundry, the cleaning, and all that shit. And, you know, a lot of times I'll go up there before she gets off and eat my dinner there or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's working out good. She loves it. You know, it's a cool, we, we, we were gone, been gone there for years. And 
um, we made friends with, with, you know, one of the girls that was a waitress and the girl told my wife, Robin, she said, look, we need some part-time help if you want to get, she's like, sure. And next thing you know, she, you know, she's working, it's not 40 hours a week, but it's still, you know, a good thing. Listen, to be working right now anywhere is a blessing. People Absolutely. don't understand, Absolutely. you know, because we, we know what it is to not be working. You know, yep. if we didn't know, now we know because it's real. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so so crazy to not to not, you know. I mean, fuck it. The last shows we played last year at this time we were in Australia for the first time with Crowbar. I had been a few times with Down and one time with Jamie uh, with Kingdom of Sorrow, but um, it was the first time with Crowbar last year at this time. That was the last shows we played. It's been yeah. a, a year. You know, I know it's for us. It's right now, same thing, man. It's, it, I think it's 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 creeping up like to, to about a year. Like it's, I, I don't even want to say it. I can't believe it. And I mean, yeah. I was I was talking with Freddie the other day, and then I was thinking about it after that. I go, this is the longest we haven't been on a stage, and and this, no joke, and literally the lo This is the longest break in twenty six, going on twenty seven years that yeah. we haven't been on a stage this long. Like yeah. Absolutely, man. Insane. You know how, this shit is horrible. I, yeah, people are hurting. It's this shit really like it. it, it this the corona shit didn't just hit people. It, it didn't just affect people that it infected. You know what I mean? Like we're feeling exactly. that shit still. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. I, I, we try to. You know, we do our best. Of course, even more so now, you know, at first when right. it kind of opened up, we're like, oh, we still wore our masks and everything. But, you know, now it's to the point where I don't even really need to leave the house except to run a few errands and go. Yes. Like, we rehearse in the other half of the studio that we record at and do the live streams from and everything. So, like, I got nothing to do tonight. She's working this evening. I'm going to go hang out with Dwayne, the, the guy, that, the owner of the studio that's for, that produces, our, you know, all our stuff. And um, I'm going to go hang out with him at night. He's got like a young band in there. And he's like, dude, you can come give me a hand. Just kind of throwing yeah. your two cents. Oh, man. I just want to get out the house. You know, go somewhere I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking jealous to, to go that and to go in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be doing anything. But he, he's like, dude, just come by and hang out. I think I know the guy that's that's recording tonight. And, uh, but, um, you know, it's just something to do, man, to get out, get out the house. You know, I can't. I've been I've been enjoying you know hitting the gym, laying off the beer, you know lost about ten pounds, which God knows. I yeah, know. yeah, good, good, good. You you seem in good spirit. You look good, everything. Yeah, I mean everything. I'm in a good good place right now. I really do. You know, I'm like excited That's, about writing right. music and shit. But I'm just just waiting it out like you and everybody else, bro. We're all in this shit together. Yeah, yeah, I did the same shit. I I hit I hit a wall in the beginning. There was a yeah. lot of shit going on, and I did the same thing. I started working out a lot, trying to be like, okay, let me get my, you know, that's why I relaunched the podcast. It's something I've been wanting to do. For, you know, I had it years ago, but I was uh -huh. like, you know, I was being real lazy with it. Yeah, I'll do it again. People kept telling me, bring it back. COVID came, then I was like, yo, okay, how could I stay busy? How could I get, give me something, you know, to be creative, something to keep also the brand alive, you know how it is. Same thing. We were all, all everybody, all the bands were like, "Yo, what are we gonna do?" Because yeah, um, yeah. I, I still like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not the, 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 the typo negative kind of guy, but I'm also not the, 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 the Toby Two O PMA all the time. 
I'm so, so, I like to be somewhere in the middle. But I, I'm hoping in like uh, fall to next year, 21, something could happen. I'm hoping. But to be on, honest with you, I think on paper, not to 22. And that's the I mean, shit that's killing me. You know, I agree with you. I mean, if, the big tours, definitely 22. For us, Europe probably yeah. definitely waiting on 22. And that's, I mean, I, I know how much y'all tour over there as well. We do too. Yeah. You know, killing times a year. It was so strange to spend a summer at home, not doing festivals in Europe, not touring over there, you know, at least a few times. We normally go, you it's know. so weird. You know, times a year, you know. Yeah. And, uh, right, let, let me ask you this. This is a question I got for you. Oh, did you ever think about this? That, okay, let's say things start creeping open, that now the bigger bands are going to start taking all the spaces that the bands, like, you know, the next tier bands, like the your, you, you guys, the us, start, you know, invading that space, and then we're going to get pushed aside because we're going to have to wait for all these guys that now have to downsize just to be able to play. You know what? I never really thought of it that way. I, I was kind of like, well, the bigger bands are going to have to wait the, the bands on our level may have a shot at doing it, but it's true. I mean, if they want to play, it's going to be, you know, of course they're going to start at the top and, and, and you know, work their I way know. down to bands like Crowbar, you know. So I never even thought of it that way, man. It's another way of approaching it. Yeah, like, you know, not even one of those negative, negative guys. What's that, brother? I'm not one of those negative, negative guys either. No, but I no, started me. thinking, like, you know, it becomes that survival of the fittest. So what starts happening? Okay, uh, um, now the, from, from the biggest club to the smallest club, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, all right, the Rolling Stones, let's just say. Now all of, now all of a sudden they want to play. So now they're going to play the 100 seaters because, you know, the, the 200 seaters, the 500 seaters, just to be, like, kind of artsy. I'm, you know, I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. You no, know no, what I mean? But I totally and, get it. Totally get it. And now that now, now they're gonna cancel the crowbar show of my show because now Mick Jagger wants to do that shit and play for a month in a row at a club <laughs> like, like that. that and take up every, the whole. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I start thinking the worst because I don't know what the hell is going on with this shit. It's a little I mean, it's scary. scary. That's the bottom line. But you're right. I'm like a bigger band could do a residency where they play. 20 shows in 30 days or something, you know, yeah. and just camp out and, you know, and that's true. I mean, I know I never even thought, thought of that. Yeah. I'm, but, that's, I'm, I'm thinking I always try to be positive too, you know, it's like, yeah, positive. yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm not, I'm not one of these guys that saying it's over. Cause I know some guys I know already threw in the towel mentally. They're like, this shit is done. No more. You know, we ain't going to play ever again. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, look it, we all play rebel music. Any kind of underground music is rebel music. We're going to find a way to play our music because our people are going to want to hear our music. You know, meaning yeah. all the underground, all the whatever we want to hear, we're going to, if we crave it, we're going to look for it. Like we all had to when we were kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree, you know, totally. I mean, I, I know just from my friends and just from, I don't do any, I don't do the Instagram any of that. I only do Facebook, but the people that comment on that, they're like, Dude, we're so starved for live music. We're so starved to yeah. see, you know, the underground heavy bands. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, it, it's coming sooner than later. But, I mean, my my best guess is hopefully by the end of the summer, you know, if they get this vaccine shit worked out and, yeah. you know, yeah. 
it's working and, and uh, you know, it's coming on down. I mean, I heard something with, uh, on the news, which I really try not to watch too much of, but Thank where uh, Biden was saying, you know, his first hundred days in office, he wants, he's asking everybody, please wear your mask for my, for the, he said, it's not for habits for the first hundred days. And I'm like, well, I've been wearing it everywhere we go for months and months and months. So don't bother me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it'd be nice to get to the point where we don't need the mask, you know, and we are able to gather, you know, uh, large gatherings or whatever again and, and be so-called normal again, you know. We must. We must. This shit is insane. Like, you know, I, I never, I never, I never wished I got punished by a punisher. Like, you know, those punishers on tour, you want to get rid of. Now I wish exactly. I was getting punished because it's like, you know, I missed everything about being on the road, you know, from everything about it. Everything I hated, I'm, I'm missing. Because, you know, Shame it was in. routine for, you know, it's part of our routine, you know, so it's like. Yeah, yeah. I'm like sit, sitting back thinking, man, I'd give anything to be doing an overnight drive in the Highway Tiger right now. And exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and where you at now? You were in um, New Orleans? Yeah, yeah, we're right out. We're about. I'm in a, a little town called River Ridge. This is where I grew up, and uh, oh, you dope. I was gonna about ask 15, you. About 15 miles from the Superdome, so we're like 15 miles from straight up, like the heart of the city, the French Quarter, all of that stuff. Um, and uh, you know, it's good because we're far enough out. Well, New Orleans is almost like an island. It's really, really small because we're surrounded by water, so nothing's yeah. far. You know, it's not like living in Texas or. Uh, you know, somewhere, you know, Nebraska, somewhere where you're gone forever and you don't even see anything. But um, so for us, it's great because it's a small little town. It's a good community. It's, it's the same. A lot of the same people I went to school with since first grade live in the neighborhood, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool. So, yes, yeah, and it's it's family-oriented type neighborhood, uh, which is good. And, uh, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, if we want to go downtown, it ain't, it's not far at all, you know, like when, when, when we're done with this, no rush, of course, but when we're done with this, I think my wife goes in, she's still got about three hours to work, so we're probably going to run a few more errands, but sometimes when we're bored, because I mean, I, I feel we're safe in our car if we don't get yeah. out, <laughs> so we'll just go, we're looking at each other, I'm like, baby, you want to take a ride? She's like, yeah, if the weather's nice, we'll go ride around for two hours, we'll go downtown, yeah. we'll go Go on the West Bank, you know, cross the river and go check out shit and anything to get out of the damn house. You know, yeah, exactly. And that's cool that you're still in your area. You know, I left, my, you know, my area. For, you know, I've been in, in Florida now. I like where I'm at, you know, but I've been here about seven years. But yeah, you know, it's great. You know, I, I, New York just became something else. But I like, you know, I lived in Queens, which was kind of like a suburb, but like a city. So it was weird. It was like an in between. So it's still like. Right. Very overpopulated, but it was more suburban, which I like. Like now, I live in what I feel like the suburbs, which I do, and I like that feel, family oriented, and then, but still close enough to the grit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it was like, um, what you were listening to when you were a kid over there. You come from, because uh, that's what uh, uh, Louisiana has a whole different. It's its own planet. You know what I mean? It's as uh, in every way. Which is like so, as like it got its own flavor, its own everything, and I always yeah. bug out about because it has a big, it has a big part to do with underground heavy music, you know the whole, you know that that's whatever they call southern, whatever, but it's that Louisiana sound in there, you know, like what you and you're part of that sound, 
So what you were listening to as a kid, the, the beginning of what you you started coming up with? Well, I, basically for me, I mean, I started out, I, I'm, shit, I'm, I'm 55, I'll be 56 in April, so it's coming up. But uh, I feel good though, man. But yeah, when I, when I was a kid, you know, I started out on just regular rock and roll and, you know, Kiss. I was a huge Kiss yeah. fan. I mean, when I was 11 years old, uh, I think uh, Kiss Destroyer came out. And, you know, from then on, that was my first. Yeah, I, I was more of a rock and roll guy. And then when heavy metal came out around 1979, 1980, I really got into that. And then, honestly, I started getting into, that's a, the early 80s, I started getting getting into more underground shit. And then when I discovered uh, in 87, when I discovered, because uh, I already had the first Carnivore album, but when I discovered the Retaliation album, that was it. I totally went searching for all the hardcore shit I could find. And that's why there's a lot of elements with Crowbar. I mean, by no means are we a hardcore band. You know, no, we, play, but... we played, you know, uh, this is hardcore in Philly and stuff like that. It went over of good. Of course. Whenever we play fast, it's hardcore fast. And it's the same. Yeah. Even the, the style. Listen, there was, that, that, that was I, I'll give you three bands. I'll give, no, I'll give you four bands that the, the, that the hardcore dudes always loved. Because, for, you know, you could, can, you could hear the grit in it. And it was always Slayer. One. Sure. It was... It was Celtic Frost, right? It was Obituary, yeah. and it was you guys. That those were the bands where it was like, yo, no, those aren't hardcore bands, but hardcore bands loved and hardcore people loved that sound because, look, a lot of uh, this is the funny thing with the music, the whole hardcore and the and the metal or whatever is like. A lot of the hardcore dudes came into metal. We all came into metal. Most most likely, you came into metal or rock or something, yeah. you know, most likely, you know, it's kind of the, the whole thing. So it's like, uh, and, and all that, um, what were the, what was like the key bands you were listening to? Cause you're about my brother's age and you, okay. and you sound exactly, he, you came up the same way he did like, from the kiss from, you know, the earlier, and of course Sabbath, you know, Sabbath was yeah. always yeah. in the background and, and all that. Um, when did you start hearing the shit that you were like, yo, I want to start playing. Like this is, this is what ma is making me want to play. You know, like late, late 70s, around 1980, 81, like when I got the uh, Motorhead, No Sleep to Hammersmith, um, it was so raw, you know, I hadn't really heard anything that raw up, up until that point. And really, Motorhead's a rock and roll band, but, you know, it's, it, it sounds hardcore, you know, at the same time it really yeah. does. But uh, it, it, I, it was a natural progression for me from Kiss to Van Halen. Then I discovered shit like Judas Priest and, you know, early, the, the first two Iron Maidens are actually my favorite two Iron Maidens. Yeah. Had more aggression. Yeah, you might be my brother. You might be my brother. You sound just like him. That's the same shit. He's a yeah, Diano but, guy. I, the thing is, I, Iron Maiden were like my favorite band before they, when they still had Paul Diano, before Bruce Dickinson even joined. And of course, I love Bruce Dickinson, but, you know, as time kept going on and on, I started discovering, you know, like just back in those days, tape trading and everything else. Yep. You know, of course, when, when I first heard Thrash, I got into that really heavily and um, used to play kind of in a Thrash cover band. But it was a natural progression from one band to the other. And every time I'd hear something, like I was like, oh, my God, Judas Priest is the heaviest thing ever. Then I, then I heard, you know, 
Iron Maiden Killers or something. And I'm like, well, this is even heavier. And, you know, Motorhead, I, I'd already heard. Yeah. And I'm like, it was just like, like I said, a natural progression. And then when, when I heard, you know, like with Sabbath, and I started getting into bands like Trouble and St. Vitus that were kind of very, very, very heavily Sabbath, Sabbath influenced and yeah. uh, still very underground. And like I said, when I heard, I already had the first Carnival record, which was metal, in my opinion. Yeah. I heard Retaliation. Absolutely. I was like, this is the angriest fucking shit. I was, at that point in my life, I had never heard anything angrier. And it's still one of my yeah. top five albums of all time. And that got me into everything east coast hardcore you know like yeah. i was searching for every i mean i was in the of course agnostic and you know sick of it all but yeah I mean, I was, you know why you guys have a lot of the open chords the heavy open chord stuff when everybody is kind of palm muting through everything else nowadays right, you, know, you right. let in you know you can hear the, the the soul in the music still with you guys you know with oh, open man. chords and that savage shit you know what i mean that, yeah, that's yeah. the shit i love you know that's you know you know it's funny like Sabbath, you can hear the Sabbath where you guys slow down, and if you speed that shit up, you'll hear mad ball shit that sounds because we, you know, uh, right, I, we're, right. we were big Sabbath guys, you know, from like just you know the swing of it, you know, you know how shit swing, and that's what Louisiana bands had was a swing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that groove, you know, the groove. You can't, you know, you can't stop bobbing your fucking head, and and that's you know, it's like with us. All the New Orleans bands, we kind of have that. I mean, I guess we took it just like uh, subliminally, you know, without thinking about it. Growing up as a kid, you're listening to the Neville Brothers and the Funky Meters and Dr. John yes. and all these, all these brilliant bands. And, you know, without thinking about it, you know, we certainly, not, none of the New Orleans bands did it on purpose, but everybody, will, like if we're playing, if, if, when we go into a breakdown or something, yes. it's totally swing it's got that halftime swing that was yeah absolutely and that's why i always ask about like what guys were like i'm oh i was always interested on what like the guys listen to growing up because obviously you know you 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 know rock and roll obviously rock is in the you know classic rock and and you know southern rock is going to be in the background of that but i always wonder what because they always had that swing and 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 they did it in in metal so, like, I remember this very early on that, um, so my old drummer, this was, I, you know, I just started with Madball, and, you know, I was already, you know, I love metal. You know, I always liked metal, but and I always, but my, my thing with metal was, I was like, man, if metal would take that riff and instead of doing a double bass part, they would break it down, they would kill it. I would hear the swing, and I was like, so early on I had a drummer, and he was like, yo, you got to check out this band. And it was X-Hoarder, it was um, the, the second, it was, um, yeah, give me Slaughter and Vatican, and then gave me um, The Law had just came out. Yes. Right, right. And he goes, I remember him saying, yo, check this shit out. And me and my old drummer, his name was Richie, um, um, he was like a big, he was a metal guy and a big hardcore guy, and he, but he always, we were the groove guys. We loved that groove shit. And he goes, check this shit out. And I was like, yo, they got it. There's a metal band that finally got it, like, break the shit down you know you could do the fast thrash and then do the groove shit and just play it out blah 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 and then i was like and i would definitely i was really influenced off that and i we and we both loved the coc shit which not just uh we you know the not just the classic coc but also the little bit later shit you know when you could hear the fucking 
the 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 bourbon come out. You yeah. know what I mean? In the music and shit. And then I was like, so who were the other bands when you guys were coming up? Who was the other who who were your who was part of that sound that was cracking around you guys? It was you guys, you know, um, um like who were the other bands coming around then? Like uh like uh the Pantera band was they were there was something else back then, right? And then who um, um the ex hoarder guys. Well, what other bands were in, in that whole little scene over there? Um, basically, like when Exhorter came out, I, they were they were really the first ones. Although they're more thrash, they do like you said, which it separates them from any other thrash band, in my opinion. When they break down, it's got that groove. It's just got yeah, that was that that, and they you know they were really the first ones at the time. I was playing in a band called Aftershock. I was in a in a punk band called Shell Shock, and the guitar player died. He was the leader of the band, so um, we we called it Aftershock, and we were kind of in the thrashy. You know, this is like eighty eight ish, nineteen eighty eight, and by like eighty nine, uh, I looked at Jimmy Bauer, who plays guitar for I Hate God and uh, plays drums yeah. for that, and uh, I looked at him, and I'm you know Exhorter were like the big thing in in New Orleans, and I I was like I said, dude, I can't play all that that technical of stuff, you know? Yeah, that's some crazy we, shit. So we we kind of, you know, we kind of stole from Carnival and just tuned really low, and we started playing. We went the exact opposite. We were like, in fact, in the early days, to me, listening back, it was it was boring even because it was so slow. But we were trying to get a point across, you know, to do something. Yeah. Different. And uh, But it was flavor by, still. What's that, brother? It was flavor, though. You guys always had flavor. That's why the bands always, that's why you guys always stuck out. You know, that's why you saw whenever you, you know, you, you started another band, people followed you, you know, also because there was a yeah, flavor yeah. that came with it, which was always like COC is starting to get forgotten about, which they shouldn't have. They shouldn't. But the good thing is that the bands like you guys are, are carrying that fucking New Orleans shit, that's that Southern shit, that fucking. You know the, the 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 from the the the, the Carolinas down kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. And that that's our thing, you know. And it's like, I mean, we had Exhorter, and then, you know, unfortunately, they kind of fell apart. And then they just put out the new record. I, I love it. It just came out yeah. in last year, uh, two thousand nineteen, and it, it's a killer record. Uh, but they disappeared for like. 30 yeah. years or something, you know, like literally. Um, so, I mean, you had, you know, Crowbar and I Hate God and... Uh, I, uh, yeah, we play, We just played with them in Europe. One of the last things we did in Europe was a festival with, I want to say, yeah, with I Hate God. Uh, didn't, did y'all, because I, I was looking at stuff online, on Facebook, did y'all have to leave the tour to come home when the COVID hit? No, you know what? We got, we, we were about to go on tour with Knock Loose in Europe. We had a tour book and we were literally leaving that Thursday, and the lockdown happened the fucking Wednesday. Yeah. It's so we crazy. literally got can't. Uh. We 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 were supposed to leave on a, a a Thursday also. I think it was Thursday the twelfth of March, and we already we were ready to roll for U.S. for, for uh, to play our way out to California to start up the Sepultura. And uh, oh man, yeah, got the plug pulled on that fucking thing, but. But yeah, man, you know, I mean, Crowbar, I hate God, even though Goat Horse is kind of a black metal band, they got a, they got, 
they're heavily influenced by like Celtic Frost, and you know they got the fast blast beat stuff. But even when they break down, it's it's got that behind the beat, you know, southern groove to it. And uh, yeah, in the, in the early days, I mean, really like Crowbar and I got and and Godor and, and Exhorter, which they put out a killer record. And unfortunately, you know, just as they were getting the ball rolling, all this shit kind of hit. Um, so um, you know, I, I, they're, they're when it comes back around, they're going to be back out there. But really, that's that's the main four bands that are left from, you know, way yeah. years, and years ago. I mean, like for Crowbar, I mean, the first Crowbar song was that was written was um probably written in like late 88 or early 89. That's about the time me and, wow. me and Jimmy Bauer just said, you know what, we're doing, we're going totally the opposite way. You know, yeah. everybody's playing, the thrash was king at the time. And we said, fuck that. Let's just start our own thing. We started listening to more and more Sabbath, trying to find underground doom band shit like Winter. And Winter. I swear. And swear it's funny you said Winter because I seen Winter back in the day because it was um, doom. You know, the grind thing was coming up. So we were going to like, and, a lot, and at that time, it's funny you said that because in my head when you were talking, I'm like, I remember Winter and, you know, because um, we would see... We were here. What's the next extreme thing co coming around? And let's go see it. And all the hardcore shows were over because of violence. So we would go to all the grindcore shows and the doom shows. And winter was old. That was like before, like right. And then it be, then grind came. I think after. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we we were kind of like in that thing with 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 you know with with. Uh, Cathedral, you know, uh, from from England. In fact, we we did a tour with Cathedral in '95, and still good friends with with Lee, the singer. Um, but we were kind of there weren't many bands doing what we were doing at that time, and that was the idea. We wanted to do something totally different, and we've always stuck to our guns from what we did in the beginning. And we were doing something different that wasn't even really a genre, you know. Yeah. So it took a while. It took a long time for it to kind of catch up. And then, you know, I mean, we're definitely, thank God, you know, we're, we're, we're bigger now than we've ever been. And we have a bigger following and, and, and all of that. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's worked out great. And, you know, our new record, man, I, I, I just can't wait for the fucking thing to come out and can't wait to get on tour, you know. Um, so you're just, you're just planning the, the, the battle plan for when the record comes out and all that shit. You're just kind of playing it exactly. by ear then, right? I mean, it's been done. It's been mixed, mastered, ready to roll since late February. You know, right we before we were going to go on tour in, in March. So, we I think we were very smart to not put it out in September. Absolutely. And now we're going to re release it in March. As of right now, we have it slated for the end of May. But figuring on, you know, let's see what's going on. That might have to get pushed to June or July. It doesn't have to come out right when you can start touring. But if we see... A definite green light, like, okay, we can book this tour three months out. You know, it's time to release. The record's going to be waiting to, waiting to roll. So let's get yeah. it out. You know, release a single. We've got the two videos already shot. Uh, release the first video. You guys you know, are ready to rock with that. Yeah, video, that's how you do it. And, all that shit and, and, and get it done, you know. So, I mean, I'm just hoping, like everybody where, else, dude, it's been, you know. Where did you record it? You recorded down there? You guys did it yourselves? How you did it? Um, well, where we rehearse, like the studio I'm going to go to tonight, it's called OCD Recording and Production. It's about 10, 15 minutes from my house. But um, 
we record, I mean, we rehearse in the other half of the building. So we're really good right. friends with the owner of the studio, Dwayne Simino, who um, he he's engineered the last four Crowbar records. Well, he produced the last, the one that came out before this new one, uh, The Serpent Only Lies. He produced that one, engineered, mixed, mastered the whole thing. And then same thing on this one. He, he recorded everything, mixed everything, mastered it, uh, produced it. Um, well, I, I had a solo album, which was much more mellow type stuff, but I have a, I listen yeah, to a lot of that was dope. Still kind of dark when you did that. Mellow. Um, and he did all of that with me. So, um, you know, it's, we, we have a little system now that just works. I mean, it's, we do it, we do the crowbar live stream. We don't even have to leave the building. Literally. We just push gear over to the other side and he's got the four <laughs> yeah, cameras right? set up to roll and, you know, we got the monitor system there and it, it's easy, man. And, and, you know, it's, it's some extra money and it, but even more importantly, it's like I was saying earlier in, in the podcast, it's more about rehearsing on a normal, you know, regular schedule, playing regularly, picking up old songs and relearning them, you know, uh, and, you know, getting excited to, even though it, there's no audience getting excited to just do the live streams because you're still playing a live show, you know, it, it's, it's, yes. it's good for us. It's great for the fans. And, uh, it's good for the soul because we need that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got we to gotta, we, we gotta make sure, you know, um, we, we still know what we're doing. We got to keep sharp. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And we, 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 we rehearsed last night and, uh, it was a little rusty because we took off. We had been concentrating on the two songs for the video, like learning those properly because, like I said, we hadn't played them since we recorded them in January or February. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, so we con we're concentrating on that a bit. And then we did, we did the two videos and then we took off Thanksgiving week. So, you know, we, we ended up setting all the gear back up Tuesday. And then last night we went and jammed. And we were rusty about the first four or five songs. We were laughing. Everybody's like, damn, my hands are cramping up, you know. Yeah, yeah. We've been playing. And uh, by the end of practice, it sounded great, you know. So Yeah, it just, the muscle memory, yeah. Yeah, obviously it comes back quick, bro. It's like lifting or anything, you know. It comes back real quick. Like, like that, that was the one thing with us, what, 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 you know, with Mavo. We were never, uh, you know, again, a lot of it, it, it stemmed from, always having members that weren't we didn't always all live in the same city you know the early days we did so we weren't a jam band that were able to jam out a lot in the early days we were so we didn't rehearse and we became one of those bands that kind of were like you know um uh hey we, you know we're gonna rehearse on the road you know you know how that is every stage is different blah 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 well we do sound checks blah 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 all that bullshit now more than ever i fucking want to jam i want to rehearse i want to fucking uh be in a room. I, I, exactly. I want to go through the muscle memory. I want to pass them. You know, go through the cramps. I want to go past that stage, you know, but I want to, like, you know, go through all the, the growing pains again. Right. Because, I mean, it's even if you play at home regularly, which I really don't. I mean, I write a lot of times. So I just fuck around on a guitar, you know, uh, yeah. just, just for fun. But, I mean, I'm not a guy that, you know, I'm not some shredder guy that practices five hours a day. I don't, I don't have – yeah. I say I don't have time because I do, but then again, I don't. I mean, being, you know, a family guy and, and married and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, life takes takes precedence. That That's the first thing is is the family, of course. And, yeah, um, oh, yeah. You know, um, just trying to keep all of that stuff on a on a even keel and, 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 and all of that is great. But, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm doing. I'm not. I'm not. My wife said I'm not. I'm the housewife now because I'm doing the, the housewife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the boss. You know how that goes. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. It's it's just like I said. Even the simplest thing of going to rehearsal for a few hours and just running a set, you know, a couple of times, or running, you know, through whatever is is great. You know, it, it's it's good for you mentally, big time, and it's good, you know, for you as far as playing wise, you know, getting getting your chops back and everything. Absolutely. And what are you playing now? Well, what, what guitars? Your what's your you know what's your guitar? What's your setup now? Because a lot of young bucks are listening to this too, and they like a lot of gearheads hit me up and always asking me about equipment. Ask guys, you know, about their equipment and stuff. And I always uh -huh. forget that because I'm so not a gearhead. I just like I like no. the shiny button. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, I have like the simplest rig in the world. I went back to the old '80s uh, Randall RG100 ES heads, Randall, yeah, which Randall. I've been using with since the beginning of Crowbar. I've been using those since the '80s. Uh, Dimebag from Pantera was using them, and he turned me on to them when Phil first joined the band. And um, I kind of got away from that for a while, and uh, I went back to it. And my, I mean, I'm I'm endorsed with Solar Guitars, uh, which I love. And uh, other than that, man, so that's I mean, what you be using a solar, right? Yeah, I, I love them. I got I got two of the Explorer types. Uh, they're talking about giving me a signature series, which if that happens, that's great. If not, that's great too. But um, I'm doing what I can to promote. I, I really believe in the in the product. They play great. They sound great. Um, and unfortunately, I haven't had a, you know, I was all excited to get on tour, and I told my wife, I'm like. You got to take a bunch of pictures so we can send it for the website and all of that. I just got hooked up with them. And then, I mean, I played them on the two crowbar um, live streams, but with down, I use like old school stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. I use like, you know, Gibson Explorers and, and shit like that. Old stuff, you know, older stuff. It's more vintage gear, but, um, but I'm not a gearhead at all either. My, my rig is as simple as can be, but um, you know, uh, to me, the, Less is more. I mean, the more shit you got in your rack and all of that stuff, it starts sounding too uh, artificial. You know, it just doesn't yeah. sound doesn't sound organic yeah. and raw. You know. So uh, so like you know I, you know I, you know I, I love Metallica like the next person, but I also oh, like yeah. you know some. But sometimes I like to hate, not really hate, but I like to be a, what do you call it a you know talk shop and what, be a, a criticism. You know, like watch them right, play right. and they say, let me judge these guys. You know, because those are the big dogs. So I, I, I saw an old video, kind of old, you know, you know, the later years, it was them playing on Howard Stern just through the system, you know, oh, like wow. on live, like live on their, you know, you know, you could tell it's through the, the, the board, but you could tell it's not like smashed through some big producer. At least it right, didn't right. sound like it. So it sounded like, yo, and they killed it. They were fucking amazing. And I was like, fuck, no, they really do play that good. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean we uh, with down, we did uh, we did about I guess eight or ten shows with with Metallica in um, two thousand eight, the summer of two thousand eight, and we played like we played a show in Norway. We did a lot of the eastern countries countries. We did like Bulgaria and Latvia. Uh, we did Russia, and it was just uh, Metallica down and the sword, and um and then. A couple of months later, when the Death Magnetic record came out, uh, we were lucky enough to be the direct support for Metallica 
for the wow. first leg tour. So we started in Arizona, and ironically, we ended in in New Orleans at the arena here, which was was like a was such a high for me and such a great thing because I used to be a stagehand and a runner and all of that shit at that arena. So now wow. I'm like, hey, I'm getting yeah, to play Metallica here, you know, which was a was such crazy. a like dream come true shit. But no, oh, dude, yeah. they killed it. They killed it every night. They sounded amazing. They really did. No, like, like I know they were great, but you know, I, it was one of those things. And I had um, we got to play with them too. I don't know if you were with Jamie playing on that tour. I don't know, but we did one of those uh, Metallica tours in Australia. You know, they had a bunch of hardcore bands do the hardcore thing, and it was a Metallica, Lincoln Park, fucking um, uh, 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 who was it? Uh. Mr. Bungle guy, garbage. It was a bunch of crazy, sick of it all. It was crazy, you know, crazy. Bill. We, we did one with me, me and Jamie with, with uh, Kingdom of Sorrow. We did one in 2013, and it was Metallica was the, the headliner. But it also had, it was like Metallica and Paramore, like the pop band. But um, yeah, they also had, thank you, babe. They also had uh, Slayer and Anthrax and... Um, you know, it was a little mixture of everything. So it, it was really cool. It was at Soundwave Festival. Soundwave, yeah, yeah. Around. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was great, you know, because it, it was, I mean, Metallica. That was the one we did. Really? Yeah, we did that one. And I know that's why I thought you were on it, but you weren't. It was Jamie was on it, but not with Hatebreed. It was with, I guess it was with Jasta. I thought it was like maybe with fucking Kingdom of Sorrow or whatever. I, I wasn't sure. Thing. I guess. If it was a 2013, it was Kingdom of Sorrow because I I did that that you know with him, um, and then now we did we did a thing called Jossa and Friends, which was in Europe in August 2018. We played like Summer Breeze and uh, yeah. Brutal Assault and shit like that, um, and it was great. It was it was uh, I I played well uh, first. Um, uh, Howard from Kill Switch Engage, well, he used to be in uh, Howard yeah. Jones. He, he would come out and do some some Kill Switch stuff and yeah, some Johnson solo stuff. And then Dino from Fear Factory came out, and those guys played basically just had a backing band. And then you know it was Howard, yep, and Dino. And then I would come out, we'd play like one Crowbar song and a few uh, Kingdom of Sorrows, you know, and it was a blast. Robin came, my wife came, she did merge. Uh, Shloomf tour managed, you know, it was, it was. Uh, yeah, the best. Shout so out to Shloomf, the best. Oh, he's awesome. Dude. We were talking about him yesterday at, at rehearsal, actually. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, he's the best. That's, let me tell you, that's my, my brother since fucking 1993, 94. And it's uh, from day one, it was Shloomf and, and nothing's yeah. changed. He's the best. It's good. Yeah, he's he's good with you guys. Perfect. Yeah, we 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 love him to death. We did we did one one tour where he, in fact, it, it was a uh, it was a brutal one. It was a the UK and and Europe, and then we did fly dates. The last two shows were in Russia, and then um, but uh, that was the first. Actually, I think Shloof did two tours with us, but um. But yeah, he's 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 awesome, you know, and uh, and we we got our guy now, uh, you know, you know Danny, huh? uh, Danny Militia. Of course, yeah, and yeah. I know when he told me he was with you, I was like, yo, it's perfect. Same thing, how it worked with Schlumpf and Hatebreed. I mean, same thing. We all came up together, but it's funny. Yeah. 
years ago, I never pictured Schlumpf as a TM. And then people started taking him because he'd end up with everybody because he'd be bombed and end up on the bus. So I guess they, they gave him a job, but, you know, he became, <laughs> you know, and then people would bring him on the road and shit. But I mean, yeah. and, and then, but, but, you know, he was with Hapri for many years in AF. And then with you guys, I'm like, oh, it's perfect fit. And it's the same thing like a Danny Militia. And there's a, always a certain kinds of bands, a certain, you know, it's, it's, it's cool that, that what everybody does. It's a good mix of, uh, of animals. All right, I'm sorry, brother. No, oh. I said it was a good mix, a good mix of animals with everybody, with the militia oh, yeah. and the schlumps and all the Germans over there. Oh, we we love them, dude. You know, and and it's 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 a perfect fit. It just goes to show you, you know, it's like you hang out with these dudes, and you know, you're in a van for sometimes way too long, and you just, you know, it's it's family. You know, you just get along so good. And you can be from across, you know, the other side of the fucking world. And it, it's still just yeah. that, you know, enjoy the same thing, enjoy touring, enjoy the music and the lifestyle and the whole thing, you know. Now, let me ask you this, because you're a riff guy. And, I'm a, and, I, and I like to consider myself a riff guy, too. Like, you know, there's guys that write music, but we, we got there's guys like, I always used to talk about it with Beatty from Avery. There's guys um, that are in search of that riff. They're always looking for that one riff. When you write something, when you go out to write a song or whatever, do you sit, you say, okay, I'm going to write a slow song, or do you, um, do you have to do something? Do you drink something? Um, um, I don't know, you know, if you're drinking anyone, or do you say, um, you drive, you, do you freestyle it? Do you go in with a plan? Like, what's your method of, because that's my whole shit is how to start, how everybody does that beginning spark with a riff, how they set that shit off. Honestly, it's, it's, for me, it's hit and miss. I don't have any, any particular plan. I just pick up the guitar. I'll have something in my head, kind of. Maybe, a, you know, like, oh, this is going to be a doomy one, or, you know, this one's going to be more of a hardcore beat. And I'll come, you know, and I just fuck around and come up with it. I mean, I don't, I've tried, believe me, I've tried over all the years. And drinking and writing riffs or drinking and playing in a studio doesn't work. <laughs> I love my beer and all of that shit. Although I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to be a weekend warrior now. You know, get get in shape a lot better and watch out for my yes. health. And it gets expensive, right. you know, because the next thing I know, I'm drinking and I'm getting I'm getting fucking drunk, and then I, I'm telling the wife, order Uber Eats, order pizza, order this, you know, and I'm eating a bunch yeah. of shit, fucking adding up, you know, money wise. But yeah, I've tried it, and really, when I'm when I'm in that mindset, for I normally write like around this time of the day. You know, uh, uh-huh. and like my wife's just gone. She's going to the grocery right now. So like it's me and the dogs at home. So I can chill. Yeah. I would get my guitar, turn off everything and just, you know, fuck around. Jam out. Uh, and there, there's no real, it's like, it's like hit and miss. Sometimes I pick it up and I just don't feel it. I just, I set the guitar down and maybe yeah, later me. on in the day or the next day, I'll pick it up, you know, and, uh, and that's the way it works for me. It just, luckily it just comes out, you know. Do you I'm, put it on I'm, a tape, on your phone? How do you record your ideas? Believe it or not, I kind of retired. I have a little handheld cassette recorder I've been using for years. I, I had bought at one time this big, like, these killer monitors, a virtual 64 channel. Board, this I couldn't even, I didn't even know how to work it. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and, uh, this is years ago, but, you know, I had, yeah. I had the money at the time. I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to get a little home studio. I'm going to fuck that. I just wrote a couple of riffs today, and I put a, a video myself. I leaned the phone against a candle or something and yep. played a guitar, and then I'm, I'm like, all right, I got it in here. You know, so. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a shredder guy. I would be bored if I just sat around practicing scales and stuff all day. That's yeah. just not me. I like to write songs. I like to write riffs. I like to write songs, melodies, whatever. You know, I like writing lyrics. I like I like the whole process. I love I love uh, being in that in that that writing and recording mode. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, of course. I mean, live live is and that's the thing. People ask that a lot, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm doing something. If I'm on the road, they're like, do you write songs on the road? I'm like, no. And I don't. You know, I don't even want a sound check if I don't have to. But yeah. I will, you know. Uh, but no, I'm not the type of guy to sit, you know. Well, we don't have, in Europe, we don't have a bus anyway. But in the States, we use, like, that bandwagon thing, which works out really well for us. Yeah. But I'm not the kind of guy, like, I don't, like, I don't even warm up on, on tour, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I tune up. And you know, do a line check or something, and boom, you know, I'm ready to roll. Yeah. But that's, that's and in the me. studio, are you a control freak in the studio, in the recording studio? Not a control freak because I'm really open to anybody's idea. I mean, it can be, you know, like normally. Uh, I mean, e even if I'm doing vocals, it can be, uh, you know, my bass player Shane saying, "Well, what if you did this?" And I'm like. You know what? That's like I, I try to be open as open-minded as possible in a studio because everybody can have great ideas, and it, and it, you know, if you have tunnel vision and you build a wall up around yourself, you you really prevent yourself from potentially get you know taking somebody's great idea, turning it into your own, and making a better song or a better riff, you know, out of it, yeah, a better lyric or whatever it might be out of it. So I like to be real open-minded. I mean, normally when I'm singing, it's just me and Dwayne, the producer. Um, the other guys get bored with it, and I get it. You know, if I wasn't singing, I'd be bored too. But uh, as far as writing and tracking and all that, I mean, I, I've always been and always will be the main writer and the main arranger of the songs um, and, the, and the lyricist. But I'm very open. You know, if the other guys, like what I like, and, and when I'm working with Jamie, like with Kingdom of Sorrow or something, he'll, he'll show me a riff. And he's like, Kirkify it, you know, put it, put in. And yeah. what happens is he'll show me something and I kind of put in some of my bins and my slides and kind of make it a little more taking like something that you might say is a hate breed type riff. And then I'm, I'm it turns into yeah. a hate breed meets crowbar riff. And then yep. I'll write shit off of his riffs. I'm like, like a lot of stuff will happen like that. He has an idea and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm tracking or whatever, and I just keep on playing. I'll do, you know, I'll just go into something, and, you know, you get in that zone, and it, it's a magical thing, dude. It, 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 it's awesome. CasaTheRock.com, home of that fly DIY. You want to support the show? Go cop some merch right now. We got a lot of new T-shirts, shorts, and caps available. Everything is made in-house by your boy on the spot. So show some love, support the movement, CasaTheRock.com is a spot. Yeah, Jay, it's good. It's good. Shout out to Jamie. I'm going to have him on here. We were talking. He was supposed to be on a while ago, and we kept yeah, crossing paths. I'm gonna, he, he's going to jump on, but you beat him. You beat him to the punch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, no, he, uh, uh, that's the thing. Um, um, that's what I love. Like, Jamie gets a uh, – he's a real music guy, too. That's what I like about him. He's another guy. 
they understand oh, the riff. You know what I mean? They also like you know there's certain dudes that are in search of that riff. Yeah, we like writing songs and all that, but we also into the you know the finding that that you know that you know that special those pearls that pop up you know and that, you know every so often and shit. And it's like it's crazy because when you, you you know when you're around long enough and you look back at the catalog, how many songs we all written? You know, and you, you the songs yeah. you forgot about. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Dude, like with, with this new, with this new crowbar record that's you know hasn't come out yet, but um, I think we have 136 crowbar songs, and then there's wow. two, there's two because this will be album 12 or 13 for crowbar. Must be 13, um, and uh, Jesus, you know, I got Jesus. four records with down and uh, and two with Kena Masaro. You know, so me and Jamie were talking the other morning. Actually, I was messaging with you about this podcast, and I told Jamie I was I was in front of the gym actually, and um and I told Jamie I was going to do a, a podcast with, him. and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know that that'll be great, and he he mentioned something that he was supposed to get with you on on doing. Yeah, right? yeah, we're going to do it. I'm going to hit him up. It was always uh, I'm going to get Jamie on. And, and, you know, but we we and we were you, you definitely got to get him on. But we were talking, and uh, because all the fans always ask, you know. Y'all gonna do another Kingdom of Sorrow? And I'm I'm always like, well, you gotta ask Jasta. And he's always like, well, you gotta ask Kirk. And I'm like, so we've actually because a band like Hatebreed that's bigger, you know, they might not be able to do anything this year. If so, really, like like a band like us, like y'all, hopefully we can get started a little earlier than the bigger bands, you know, and, and not yeah. have the situation like you you would explain, and and it's true. If the bigger bands want to play multiple nights in the little clubs, the club's going to take that first. The promoter's going to yeah. take that first. That's the way it is. That's my fear. Um, yeah. You know, we we probably have time this year to do a Kingdom of Sorrow. We definitely do. So, um, Jamie told me, he's like, start sending riffs. So, you know. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Why Why not? You know what I mean? Right. Like, literally, I'm why not? Going like, why the fuck not? And it keeps you sharp. That's what I started yeah. doing, like, you know, I'm thinking, I, I've been, like, like boasting fucking um, on Instagram with my chest out that, you know, we're about to do a 10th album, and you got how many? 13, 14? Forget I it. Think it's, I think it's going to be, the, I think this one's going to be the 13th. I'm not, That's hard. Yeah. That's a celebration right there. I'm waiting on my, like, we're doing our 10th. That's what's, what, what happened was I had been writing for, you know, we're working on our 10th, and I've been writing for it, and then the COVID happened. And I was yeah. writing a little bit. Then I started, I hit, you know, I hit a fucking, it got rock bottom for a bit, you know, where everything just got played out. Same thing. I started working out more, doing bottom. And then now I started the writing again and getting back to writing and finishing. Because I got a lot of music to, to get the shit, you know, a good yeah, chunk. Yeah. But, um, like, that's why I started the podcast again. Again, the same shit. It was like, you know, now's the time to stay sharp. You know what I mean? And that's where you got to stay sharp, you know, with even with the playing, you know, to keep that right hand, you got to yeah. fucking keep that shit sharp and shit. <laughs> it's true, though, bro. It, it is, man. You know, so I'm just happy, you know, with everything. I mean, making it this far, it's like, eh, hopefully in the next three months, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and, and that's get excited fair. about what's going on. And in the meantime, like, you know, like it, you just got to keep, keep on keeping on, you know? And, uh, and for me, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I got, I got 
bored. You know, I felt like shit. I was fat as shit. You know, my knees are killing me. I'm feeling, I'm feeling older than I am. I feel 10 years younger, just, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, hitting the gym, you know, cutting back 90% of my beer drinking. And I feel good, man. And it's in the it, Hell yeah. Like I said, I'm and a good you, And now let me ask you, what did, what, what did you start doing different? Like, all right, obviously you said you cut down your beer big time. All right, did you start, did you change your diet around? You started eating different? Because that's what I did. Yeah. I did the same big shit. Big what did you start doing time. different or, or less of, more of, or what less of? Um, just really, it's not like the keto diet, but just low carb in general, high protein, low carb, um, and trying to stay away from processed shit, you know, any kind of fast food, any of that crap. Yeah. I mean, one, one day a week, you know, normally like last Sunday, you know, I watched the Saints game, you know, drank my oh, beer, you know, we ordered pizza. So I'm actually, my stepson cooked, cooked, you know, for us and shit, but I'll get the beer munchies and all that kind of shit. Well, like Monday, I laid in bed, just kind of vegged out. And Tuesday morning, up at six, you know, to the gym at seven, by seven thirty or something, and had a great week. You know, I uh, had a good workout this morning. I'm going again in the morning, and then. Uh, what are you doing? Weights in the gym or your cardio? What are you doing with your? I do a little bit of cardio here and there, but I do weights. But the way I do it, at my age, um, I can't really lift heavy anymore, and. I do, uh, you know, high like mainly machines and dumbbells. No, no real barbell lift and no, oh, no, yeah. you know, no squat and deadlift and any any uh, even even flat bench and anything like that. It's all all machines and and dumbbell shit. But uh, I do lifting, but I do really I do lighter weight and really high rep shit. I'm more That's or less just trying to keep my body feeling good. You know, of course, I'm not I'm not about trying to necessarily build muscle. I'm just trying to. Get the blood flow and keep the joints and tendons, yeah, you know, get strong and, and feeling good. And you know, I, I do it at a fast pace and, and doing, doing, you know, like high rep, like say I'm doing, uh, uh, you know, rows or something, back rows. You know, I'll do, I'll do like, you know, a set of forty reps, a set of thirty, a set of twenty-five, something like that. Real quick though, um, yeah, so kind of getting a bit of cardio as well, you know. Instead of like Absolutely. when I was younger and lifting heavier, I would lift and I might wait two minutes between sets and then, you know, because I was going heavy. Now I wait maybe 30 seconds, you know. So once my heart rate's up, I just keep on rolling. I have a yeah, little routine, that's... you know. And, uh, and by not lifting heavy and shit, like I can do, uh, like today I did chest, chest, shoulders, and tries. Tomorrow's back and biceps, back, back biceps and calves. And then I'll do, um, you know, uh, 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 quads and hamstrings on on the next day, but I can do it without even taking a day off because yeah, I feel good doing a lightweight. I'm not sore as fuck. You know, um, it's the opposite. I feel energetic. It's it's giving me a little pep in my step, and I feel a lot better. Like in, instead of laying there with a fucking hangover, taking me ten minutes. Yeah, I hop right out of bed. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. No, I, hell yeah. People don't understand like. Your diet, you really eat a certain way. Yeah, it may not, it don't, it ain't always as tasty as what you should be eating. But when you eat clean, you notice the difference in everything. Exactly. You know, you feel your brain is sharper. You, you know, you feel better. You know, when you go to the bathroom, it's better. Right? You know, yep. you know during the day, it's better. <laughs> you're more kind. That's big time. You know, you notice it. You know, and you notice it like on your face. 
You know what I mean? You know, we're none of, we don't look like we're falling apart. You know what I mean? I mean, my wife told me today when we were riding around because, uh, you know, it's it's actually pretty – it's nice here today. It's like in the high 50s and sunny. So, when you – you know, it's a little chilly at night, but, you know, we don't get – we get cold down here, but we get cold for one or two nights. We might be below freezing, and then it's back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And so, it's nice. But uh, but she was looking at me. She's like, your eyes look a lot better, you know. Everything, yep. your complexion looks a lot better. I mean, uh, it's, you just, it's just a fact. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, we all know it. We all have friends. That, we all have friends that we meet and whatever that are into health. And we're always like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, when the, you know, like, so none of us, is, it ain't like we didn't know. But we finally let it, we let it sink in. And then you, when you try it, you're like, yo, you start I seeing the difference and shit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. It's like. You know, of course, you know, you understand it, but you never had a reason. You know, um, some people need that big reason to, to, to start, you know, uh, right, right. You, know, uh, you know, doing all those things. Like, okay, let me start doing these little tests on myself with how do I feel eating this and that and what this. It, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I do it with ice cream with my kids. I've done it with them, and they know it. So one time I'm like, yeah, I'm talking about sugar. This is when they were younger. And they're like, yeah, they ain't trying to hear it. I go, watch. You see, I go, sugar's good, right? But it tastes good. I go, but it's bad. Go, what do you mean? I go, watch. I go, no. They go, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. I said, watch. I go, we're going to go get, we went to get ice cream. I said, they're eating the ice cream. I go, yo, you remember I told you sugar's no good? And they go, no, it's delicious. I go, all right, watch. Put the timer. We're going to see in 10 minutes. 10 minutes <laughs> later, you see them. They were like, there's, oh. oh. And I was like, you know, the dairy, the sugar, the crash. You know, just too much at once. You know, I love that shit. But I'm like, oh, yeah, you have a sugar crash. And they're like, yo, why do I feel like this? I go, you see? And then every time they're like, they're about to dig in, they kind of like, they remember and they're like, okay, let me be civilized. You know? It's true. I mean, I just, just changing, you know, I mean, of course, the working out helps. And especially for me, like I'm saying, you know, my age and the condition my body's in from, you know, Wilding out my whole life and then touring for the last 30 years, you know, round the clock and all that shit. Uh, yeah. I feel so much better. And I notice the biggest difference. I sleep. I might not sleep as long, but I sleep for real. It might be five yeah. or six hours. But, you know, if I, if I, my, my rule is I usually go to bed. Last night, I, I, I probably made it to midnight. And I was up at six. That's perfect. That's me. me. I'm the yep. same shit. It's just coming up. I'm like. Thing, I'm a, you know. at that same shit, man. It's pretty. It's crazy. I'm literally around that same shit. About eleven thirty, I'm already gone. Twelve, and then I wake up six, six thirty. Yeah, it's enough. You know, and I mean, you, yeah. when you don't have to, when you when you didn't eat a bunch of shit the night before, or drink a bunch of, you know, you ain't got to sleep off the the beer and all that, and you're not feeling all bloated and and weighted down, man. It's a great, great feeling. You know, like late, lately, what I've been doing too is, I eat. My last meal of the day, maybe here, it's, a, it's like two, a little after two o'clock here. So maybe around between four and five o'clock is my last meal of the day. I only drink water and un, unsweetened tea, um, like, like black tea, you know, no, like unsweetened. So it's just, it's just tea and, and water uh, for a little bit of caffeine. And I only drink that until actually until I get back from the, from the gym, you know, I'll come home, 
So I'm, I'm kind of trying to mix in a little bit of intermittent fasting stuff as well, where they, they say, you know, if you, my other guitar player, Matt, Matt Brunson, he had lost, he's, he's a much taller guy than me. Everybody's taller than me. Yeah. But, uh, he's like six one, but he had gotten really heavy and dude, he lost like 70 pounds. Um, with that intermittent fasting and just changing, you know, his diet a bit. Um, and yeah, I'm hungry when I get up, but I drink a lot of water in the morning before I go to the gym. I take a fuckload of supplements. I take, you know, yeah. everything. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not good to take them on an empty stomach. It's not good to work out on an empty stomach. Well, I don't need a bunch of carbs to go lift heavy because I'm not doing that. I'm trying to keep my heart rate up and, you know, just keep my body feeling good. But man, it, you know, it's a world of difference. It really is. Uh, yeah, really yeah. Know. It's funny. I do. I, I've been doing the same shit similar, man. My my, my thing is um 11 to 7. Same shit. Uh -huh. That's where, where I eat. Same kind of thing. And just, you know, doing that. And exactly. Just trying to stay active. Same thing. I'm like, you know, we're like in a fucking um, in, in a preservation mode. You know, yeah, we gotta preserve exactly. ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, For as long yeah. as possible. And but but it's 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 not as hard as you think. It's it takes hard work, but it's not as hard as it as it as you think. You know, you just gotta start. You just gotta start, and then you don't stop because then it's like on. Okay, like all right, I started this shit. All right, I gotta go through with it now. That's it. Like meaning, yeah. stay to a schedule or do this and do that. You know how that it is. Yeah, dude. I'll be laying in bed at night, and I'm thinking about all right. You know, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, all right, tomorrow's, you know, leg day or something, you know, whatever. I'm thinking about my workout and, and it's, it's like, I, it's, it's easy to fall into any routine. The hard yeah. part, as everybody knows, is getting started. Once you hit a certain, you know, a certain amount of time doing it, then you're, you're into it, you know? Um, and that's, that's just the truth. I mean, I, I've, I've been, I've been in a, in a, in a good routine since I, cause I'm home, obviously, where I'm like, yo, you know, I could eat kind of what I want to eat, which is, you know, I've been eating real clean, same thing, and my yeah. trying to do all that shit. But I'm also home in the comfort of my own home. I'm already thinking, man, I wonder how this is gonna work when we're on the road, where I don't Me got too. those I'm options, good. and that's where I'm like, oh god, I'm already. Same you thing, I, and I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, in the states, it's one thing because I drink, I drink light, you know, like Coors Light, Miller Light, whatever, light beer. And I'm like, what happens when I get to fucking Germany and Belgium and every beer is 300 calories and, you know, all of this yeah. shit. I'm like, I back, you know, I have to really, and it's true because, you know, I, I'm just, I don't mind blowing it out on the weekend. You know, as long as I can go like this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the gym, eating clean, you know, no, no drinking. Yeah. And uh, I'm, that's kind of my routine, you know, now like tomorrow is Saturday night. I'll probably go by my wife's work, have some beers, and eat. Eat, but I'm gonna eat clean, you know. And nothing yeah. too much. And then Sunday we're gonna go off for the Saints game because she really only gets to. She's got work Tuesday. She can rest up Monday, but. Well, are you watching the game at your house? No, we're gonna we're gonna probably go to to like a little you know kind of hole in the wall, gotcha. a little sports bar or something. But um, and that's the other thing is she doesn't drink at home. So, for me, it got where. I'm the only one, you know, like, like before she started working, you know, I was like, well, this just doesn't make any sense. I'm just sitting here drinking out of boredom, you know, and, and she's doing all the housework and this and that, whatever. And she doesn't mind. I mean, you know, she's cool about everything, but I just, I just got burned out, honestly. And yeah. I was like, once I got in this groove, like I do now, I'm like, 
I don't want to fuck it up. I feel feel too good. Exactly. I'm on the fuck. It's funny. That exact same fucking boat as you. And then once we start, you you know, you bust your ass so you're already so far into it. You're like, yeah, now you got more to lose. You're like, man, I worked so hard to get my gains up now. You know, feeling good. You got your routines up. You know, you look back. You're like, yeah, I did gain. You know, I did do good. Now, every time you cheat, it's in the back of your head. And it's like, that's how it should be. We just, you know, keeping that. No, it's true. Instead, instead of not even thinking about it, like the beginning of COVID, every day, I just go get a case of beer at like three in the afternoon at like four o'clock, I'd crack a beer, you know, and I was doing yeah. the online guitar lessons and all of that shit, but I wasn't even thinking about it. I'm like, ah, it'll be over in a couple of months. Well, it kept going on and on and on and on and on. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Enough's enough, you know, and, and I mean, I always enjoyed working out and playing sports and shit when I was younger. I've, all, I've done it my whole life. So it's like, you know, uh, like I said, I'm not nearly as strong as I was, or as young as I what was. What was your sport? Football. 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 And, and, and I ran track, uh, ran, ran track and field. Well, actually, didn't do any field events, but I ran track and, uh, and, uh, and football, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, that was my organized sports. But, I mean, I was the kind of kid, too, that would – when I got home from school – you know, we either played football, basketball, threw around a baseball, something until it got dark. Something. You know, and, you know you, my mom would come out. It's time to get inside, eat dinner, do my homework, you know, take a shower and get ready for school in the morning, you know. so Yeah, yeah. The good old days. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. Go out, fucking go out and can't wait. Eat to just go back out every second you could. You go outside, you know, fucking. Yeah. We would, when it would snow, I remember up here when the snowstorms up here. Not I'm in Florida now. I'm in New York. <laughs> I know. Snowstorms. Yeah. Also, that was the best time. You were like, oh, tackle football in the street. You know, it was like, it was on. And we all yeah. played baseball. We all played, you know, we all, everybody. You know, it's just what you did. Yeah, man. It was the only thing that, I mean, I'm, I'm, like I say, my age, I mean, I was 13 years old. It was 1978. We were just getting cable TV, you know? Yeah. No internet. No, you know, we, it was, it was really before video games, internet, any of that shit, cell phones or anything, man. So we, we lived for, for being outside. I live, I live about three blocks from where I grew up. And if I go one block up to the highway, which is just, it's a highway, but it's nothing too busy or too big. If I go up one block from there, I'm one block from the Mississippi River and the levee. And we used to, there's all kind of bike trails and shit back there. We used to go back there like all summer long, every day. We'd get on our bikes and ride two blocks, go behind the levee. They have, they have a lot of ponds back there. We'd fish with cane poles and worms. And, uh, you know, it was like Tom Sawyer or some shit, you know? Yeah, was, right. That's what it sounds like. Know, I like that shit. We, we'd come home. We knew we had to be home at dark. You know, there was no way to call your mom and check in and all that shit. Shit was different. This is the 70s, you know? So uh, late, late 70s, but shit was different then. You knew when the street light came on, you better have your ass home. And, you know, one of them. Yeah. You know, we'd, we'd stop by somebody, somebody's house. Somebody's mom would make a bunch of grilled cheese sandwiches or hot dogs or something real cheap and easy. And we'd all eat something and get on our bikes and go take off again. You know, yeah. good, the good old days. That shit was that shit was a great way to grow up. It really was. Yeah, that it is, man. It really is. We're lucky because I still caught that. I'm a little, I'm younger, a little bit younger than you, but um, same, same thing. I grew up like doing the same, you know, the same thing. You know, being yeah, out yeah. and like I remember telling Isaac, 
Yeah, obviously, you know, you know, our, our good friend Isaac. But look at oh, yeah. him. You know, it, it literally used to be like this. We'd be coming home from a show from CB, so we would go every Sunday. We would be on the train going home, and it'd be like, yo, all right, yo, you're going next week? All right, yeah, I'm going next week. All right, yo, we'll meet at 74th Street at 1230 1st train car. Okay, we didn't talk to each other the whole week. 1230 right. came Sunday. You were right around that time. We would meet. It was that you didn't need to do texting, none of that shit. You just kind of knew and you made it happen. You know, I mean, it's crazy how it ended up like. Yeah, man. insane, insane, insane. So that's good. So you're dropping the new record. That's good. So people could look out for so they could. Um, um, uh, Jamie's Jamie's the one putting that out. You were saying. Oh, uh, we're 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 on our E one is our label. Um, and they oh. got they got uh. Good bit. They got East Freely. They got High on Fire. They got uh, uh, Black Label Society. Oh. In, in their oh, metal yeah. department, they got some younger bands. I call them younger, but uh, uh, Fit for an Autopsy. Uh, yeah, those other, are good guys. Good bands. So they got a good metal, uh, metal, Hell yeah. call it, kind of department of the, of the label, but the label labels uh, tr- treats us really good. But Jamie's, uh, like I said, manages us. So, uh, oh, yeah. I forgot. Yep, 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 yep. Forgot. He's kind of uh, so, like, like I, I, I just look. I tell him now, I'm like, look, dude, you're, you're the business guy, you know, and he is. He's a great business guy. And I'm like, at this point, I don't do anything without asking his advice first, you know, and it, and yeah. because he's so involved in the business side of it, and that's not my thing, you know. I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, that's just not me. Yeah, so, but basically, you have the record ready to rock. You're just waiting yep. for the right time to drop this shit. Exactly. We're going to keep, keep. Keep our eyes, you know, peeled on what's going on with this, with the, with the COVID stuff. And you know, like I said, if we see that light at the end of the tunnel, we can go, all right, this is a release date. Let's go ahead and book, you know, a tour. And you know what? If we go out for a month in the States and it doesn't do well, it's okay. You know, because we don't know what we're, what we're getting into when we get out there. Yeah. It's going to be, be scary and it's going to be a new thing for everybody, the fans and the bands and the promoters, you know. So uh, we'll see, you know, I just, I just hope it comes, comes sooner. Than yeah. Later. Yeah. I, I think it will sooner or later and we're all going to do that shit, but that's good. So you got the, 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 the new rap, hopefully they're, they're going to, once, once they, you plan the right date, you're going to drop the new record. You got two videos for that. Look out for that. And no more guitar lessons. Or are you still doing guitar lessons? Um, I'm, I think I'm going to go back to doing them. And honestly, in the beginning, a lot of, a lot of people, I had a lot of regular guys. I had maybe like eight to ten students a week in the in the evenings, and then a couple of them were younger kids. So, you know, I took it very seriously, and you know, and like I, I'm not a, I would only teach them Crowbar Down and Kingdom of Sorrow songs. I'm like I'm not a proper guitar teacher, but if you want to learn how yeah. to play these songs, I can show you how to play these. But um, you know, a lot of the older guys just wanted to talk about music and have some beers, and that was great too. I had fun yeah, doing yeah. it. I made a, a lot of new friends, but I think I'm, I might go back to it. But, you know, just a little more, I don't want to say more serious because I was serious about it, but just but I know uh, a few select people, mainly the younger kids that are really getting more out of it and really yeah. just taking, you know, because they've been hitting me up, a lot of them. And uh, a lot of them, uh, you know, just out of high school, you know, type age, uh, getting into college, stuff like that. But they, they really get a lot out of it. So uh, you yeah, know, I think yeah, I'm no, that's that's cool, and it's a you know it's a good hustle right now too, and it's you know it's good because 
keeps you sharp and you know and and also you know again it's good that somebody like you who who who's offering that is saying you know you want to take it seriously like yo you know you got you know you got you could show some kid you know give him some know-how you know you could drop yeah, some fucking me. knowledge on him and shit good shit no 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 it's good so they look out for the new record people uh, that's what i want to let everybody before we get out they want to let everybody know so they can look out for the new record hopefully 20 but it's coming out in 2021 correct De definitely no matter what i think you know all right yeah and if not call everybody hit up jasta hit up jamie and say yo we want our fucking mate push the hug uh, push the record company to fucking bump, uh, bump the record but um where they can catch you on your instagram facebook where they got you you're on you're on both uh, but what about the band also well uh babe what is our instagram okay i instagram is crowbar music um and facebook we got the crowbar page but me is just kirk winstein you know on, on facebook and you know, I post anything on my page, and of course, everything gets posted on uh, on uh, the Facebook Crowbar Facebook page. And Jamie does all the posting for Marta Store, which is our um, official merchandise uh, thing. He does Crowbar along with Great Reading, Wheat Wear, and all you know a lot of other stuff. So it's MartaStore.net is our official uh, merchandise, and uh, it's uh, Crowbar Music is Instagram, and then Facebook is just Crowbar. Good shit, man. I'm glad I was able to catch up with you, Kirk. I'm glad you jumped on Absolutely, this, man. Bro. I, you know, yeah, I was like, I was like, the last time we saw you, we, yeah, exactly, we were in some foreign, um, uh, Count Dracula country. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was Romania, literally. Yeah, but but um, I was like, um, yeah, I wanted to mix it up, you know, I wanted to get people I know and people in bands and cool bands that I like, and I wanted, you know, and I was like, yeah, I know Kirk's around, so I was like, okay. and I, I was watching something on on, on Orleans. And I was like, yo, that, that's a sign that Crowbar got to get on this shit. No, thank you so much, man. I, really, I had a blast. And uh, You know what's yeah. up? And yo, shout out, tell all the boys what's up. And, um, you know, we, we, we got to do it. Once the shit opens up, we got to do a fucking Madball Crowbar tour. You know that. We be all about it. Absolutely. Dude. You know, we're going to make that shit happen. Watch. So get ready. You might be on that new Madball record, too. We might need a fucking couple yells or something. Hey. I'm 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 available. That's for sure. Hell yeah! All right, Kirk. Yo, be safe. Tell your right, your, your right, lady what's you, up. Brother. Tell everybody, all the boys, what's up, and I'm gonna see you soon. All right. You got it, brother. Peace out. Take care, man. Thank you.